Orale. What's up, homies? On this episode, we interview Dylan Fleming, host of the Thickness Protection Program and the Palm YouTube channel. And we talk big, beautiful woman porn. So you don't want to miss this one. I say yo homeboy. What? I say yo homeboy. What? Who the fuck we got on the show today? On the show today, we got Dylan Fleming, uh, an events coordinator based out of Los Angeles who is in touch. Uh, and connected with the underground rap music movement that's going on right now, and uh, hosts the podcast Thickness Protection uh, Program podcast. There you okay. go. There you go. What's up, fellas? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's an honor. Um, event coordinator. I am honored to be called that, but I've only dipped a little pinky toe in that business, but I'm hoping to do more. Um, to be honest with you, my background begins in stand-up comedy. Uh, I've done stand-up on and off throughout my life since I was 14. And then in 2015, uh, right before I graduated college, I went to Hampton University. Right before I graduated, I started this music blog called Palm, prettyawesomelitmusic.com. And then ever since then, I've just been grinding to build it into a media company. You know what I mean? An underground hub for unsigned independent artists. And then my hot takes on today's music and current events. Okay, question. Answer. You went to Hampton. So yes, sir. you know DJ Envy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> no of him. Like, like I'm mad younger than him, but, like, I watch The Breakfast Club all the time. But I haven't met him yet, but, like, nothing but respect for him, man. I enjoy a lot of his stuff. Now, do you think his the beef with him and um, the Bodega Boys makes him a bitch-ass nigga? <laughs> You know what? Honestly, you got to put me up on game to this beef because I I don't know enough to really speak on it. Okay, so when he came, he made uh, his his wife. He cheated on his wife. Envy cheated on his wife. Okay. Um, and then they wrote a book about it. And then he went on TV shows where he was just sitting there like the guilty party while his wife talked around him. Mm. And then also exposed, I, I do believe this is the time she exposed that uh, she didn't have orgasms with him. For a, well, large, a large part of their relationship. You have a question, homeboy? Yes, I do. What? Yes, I do. We need, uh, we, got some, we got some business we need to take care of first. Oh, okay. We'll pause. Yeah, we got, we, 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 got, we, got, we got credit card bills to pay and weed money to earn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Weed money so. to earn. Before you say that, I got to tell you guys a story about how last Saturday I walked in the shop in Pasadena and got almost three ounces for 35 bucks of some good shit. What? <laughs> what? I'm so serious, dude. What? Are, 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 are we talking flour here? We're talking flour. Oh, God let damn me it. Let me tell what? you if you're going to get flour for that much money, what you need to look into is getting yourself a freeze pipe. Mm. Right? Word. You'll Word get, is bond. You'll get bigger clouds, less coughing, and best of all, zero throat and chest burn. That's right. I'm talking about the smoothest and coldest way.
to smoke cannabis, and that's with a freeze pipe. Freeze Pipe makes a unique line of freezable pipes, bubblers, bongs, and more. Freeze Pipe's ability to cool the smoke from those magical $35 nugs you were going to get by over 300 degrees means you're going to enjoy thick, milky clouds without feeling a thing. No, no I like more. to hear thick. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thickness protection over there. Thickness no more program. throat burn. No more intense coughing attacks. No more chugging water after every rip. Whether you're smoking THC or CBD, the most pleasant way to smoke is with an icy freeze pipe. The secret is freezable glycerin chambers that come on every piece. Pop one of these chambers in the freezer for one hour. And as smoke passes through this icy chamber, it's instantly cooled for a difference that'll change your life and how you smoke forever. Like how that sounds, Dylan? Right on. Yeah. That's right. Like how it sounds, man. That's right. It wasn't all that Jeez. long ago. The founders of Freeze Pipe were college roommates that grew tired of putting their money together for a nice house bong, only to still suffer from scorching hot hits and coughing exorcisms. Their solution was an affordable line of high quality glass pieces that bring a luxury smoking experience without luxury pricing. Chino, tell Dylan here your experience with the freeze pipe. Like the homie homeboy said, no more coughing exorcisms. Since I've been using the freeze pipe and their amazing Bong XL, I've experienced nothing less than a sublime and superlative experience every motherfucking time I took. That freezable glycerin chamber really makes a difference on the coolness and quality of the rips I'm able to get. My throat and lungs are thanking me. See what I mean? There you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You know, it kind of reminds me of how in college, you know, niggas would put um, ice cubes in the bong tube and then like rip it. Yep. But it's like with uh, this, this is kind of like the frozen mug of the bong world. That is. That's right. Correct. Pipes, bubblers, bongs, dab rigs, and more. If you can smoke it, Freeze Pipe makes it. So head on over to thefreezepipe.com and use code CHINO for 10% off your next order. That's thefreezepipe.com and code CHINO to save 10%. Shop today. Your throat and lungs will thank you. Also, this episode of the Chino and Homeboy podcast brought to you by Penis. Penis, our ever-constant sponsor of the show. And also, it is powered by the power of the penis. You know, more specifically, he's talking about my penis, especially after uh, last week's episode. <laughs> the comedy <laughs> octopus, <laughs> goddammit. Octopus. That's right. Recognize. That's right. That's right. <laughs> figured out a way for uh, Chino here to uh, take... Take his dick, rip it off, and uh, throw it at a bitch and say, here, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, son. That's I'm right. Weak. Hey, uh, Clona Willie, we're looking for sponsors. So uh, That's right. Yeah. That's right. Clona Willie, if you're looking for someone to sponsor, we're already you here. Sponsor my penis. You. That's right. That's right. Register <laughs> lethal weapon, <laughs> licensed exotic pet. You better fucking believe it, son. What's my name? What's my name? <laughs> the octopus. Octopus. That's right. That's, That's right. right. 
<laughs> el pulpo. <laughs> All right. Black All, right. All right. Anyway. All right. All right. Uh, you guys may continue. Okay. So back to Emily. So uh, because of this. Hey, Jones, are you in the tunnel? Hey, Jones, can you get on the mic? Sorry. Sorry. There you go. Uh, my mic was away from my face because I don't like <laughs> mics in my face. Uh, so <laughs> Well, you ain't going to say it. You ain't gonna say it, son. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick low hanging fruit today. <laughs> at least not. At least. At least not yet. We, ha- so we have guests. We have yeah, guests. We're just full <laughs> of dick jokes tonight. Uh, I mean, oh, every well, all night. we need, is, well, all we need is a burp, and the show's over. That's it's a goal. It's a goal every show. Don't forget a fart. So and he was together. Bullshit. He was together with his wife since they were like 15, 16 years old. Right, I do recall. In the book, which I think she personally said it to embarrass him for the cheating. She said she didn't for like 10 years or more of their relationship. She wasn't having orgasm. Yeah, which I can I can imagine like if you're a kid, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And your girl's not vocal about what she likes, doesn't like. She hasn't discovered shit on her own. Um, and so the Bodega Boys made a joke that she must be there for the money. Which then DJ Envy took offense to. So when they came on the show to promote something, he didn't want to talk. He was there, but he wouldn't speak to them. And then start, you disrespected my family. You could joke about me, but but not my wife and kids. And it was like, dude, we, we joked. And then we kind of, in the joke, apologized for it, which they did. And um, But Miro was asking, like, if you need 15 minutes, we can step outside. Like, if you want it like that, we can oh, go. He was but with he, the business. Yeah, he was, he was clearly yeah, he with the business. He wanted to say it, okay. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't address that. He kept talking to the other one who was apologizing. If you like, look, dude, if, if you felt that, no problem. Cause it's like they need the, you know, I think in his mind, he's like, we need to be on this platform for our business. So if I need to apologize and eat some crow, I'll do it. Okay. You know, well, uh, but for me, else, like anything else before I throw two cents? No. Okay. Um, dog the dog is yours. I think that this is the consequence of, you know, putting all your business on Front Street the consequence of how nothing is sacred anymore, the consequence that people are doing anything in the name of content. And, you know, you don't need to air your laundry out all the time just to, you know, make a viral post. But hey, if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. That's freedom of speech. But freedom of speech comes with consequences, okay? And you can't get on a show and mad dog your guest just because you chose to say, hey, we got this, that, and the third going on. I got erectile dysfunction dysfunction and i can't make my wife come nigga who at the end of the day whose fault is that that's true yeah that's where i let it you put your business out there they made a light joke they actually cleaned it up afterwards like almost immediately after they said it they cleaned it up because their show is similar to this one where we just say shit off the cuff you know sometimes Mm -hmm. it might sound a little raw because it's funny and so be it but um you know, he got all sensitive. I'm like, if you're not willing to step across that bench and kick some ass, shut the fuck up. Right. Like if, if you like, if you that butt hurt, then just say you can't have these niggas on the show. Or if they come on the show, we need to go handle some business. You know and what I'm saying? Keep in like, mind, I think that's also part of the Breakfast Club's culture, where you know, yeah. like the infamous Birdman walks out, put some respect on my name, where <laughs> they're having these, you know. <laughs> these standoffs right. in the studio yeah i mean even even with, off so badly even even with um fredro from uh, onyx 
Charlemagne was like, hey, if you need your 15 minutes, we can go in the closet and handle handle <laughs> business. Like he offered it to him point blank in his face, not over a bench, and he didn't take the charge. Where Envy mm-hmm. is ignoring the dude saying, hey, if you need that, we could go do it. You know? Right. So I'm like, if somebody's giving you a direct challenge and you don't address it, that really means you don't want it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, like I said, I got a lot of love and respect for Envy. I haven't met him yet. I have seen him um, DJ or MC a party a couple of years ago uh, here in L.A. But yeah, man, if I ever had the chance, you know, I wouldn't bring that situation up because I don't I wouldn't want, you know, personal shit that kind of landed him in hot water, questionable water, you know, brought up by somebody. And, you know, and I'm trying to work that angle of, hey, how can I be down? You know what I mean? Yeah. Too too late. You're on our podcast. <laughs> well, 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 my thing is like now all of his kids know they were born to non-orgasms. Uh, yeah, that's damn. very embarrassing. Like, yeah, like making you really want to know if you were born to an orgasm. <laughs> you you don't really want to know about how you were conceived. Like, hey, you know what? We was listening to boys to men, and you know your mama got had to throw it back now. I mean, you know what? But, I agree. I agree. I don't necessarily want to know that, you know, like all the freaky shit that my parents were doing, but I am very thankful that they were horny that night that I got conceived. Facts. You know what I mean? Well, so, it's, just a, it's just the fact that, that um, your mother was just laying there rolling her eyes when your dad got off. <laughs> you know? I mean, you know, I mean, that's probably what happened. Fuck. Right. What in the port hub just happened to this podcast? What in the corner <laughs> up the fitness protection programs? Yeah, that's my hey, hey, that's hey. what that's what I want to talk about right there. Yes, <clears throat> so uh, you guys want to fire off questions before I do? No, go ahead. Or, the dog or do is I yours. have this dog? All right, you have cool. this dog. All right, um, Whoop. so uh, tell us, uh, tell us more about this, uh, this podcast, what it's about. Cool, yeah, what is the fitness protection program? Okay, so. Thickness Protection Program is the podcast celebrating body positivity and where adult stars can come open up about whatever the fuck. A little spinoff project I started this year where over the course of dating back to 2017, actually, I had just interviewed a handful of porn stars. Um, First was Christy Live. Um, Shout out to her. I don't know if she's active in the industry anymore. But um, at the time, you know, my previous podcast, which I still do, Palmcast, where I was interviewing artists and musicians. Um, Christy was following me on Twitter and on top of porn. She also rapped, had a song with a guy I knew, and she had a clothing line. So I was like, boom, we already in the same world. Uh, she was out there in Vegas where you live, Chino. So yeah. Right um, so that was 2017. And then a couple of years later, it was always hip hop that led me to the porn stars. So, I mean, you know, there was like Julie Ginger, you know, she posted a gif of a rapper named P.O.S. stuck between her butt cheeks. And this chick has a huge <laughs> ass. This red-headed white girl got a huge ass. So, yeah, now fuck with I P.O.S. Like yeah, I like P.O.S. So I was like, why you got to do my man like that? And then she followed me. And I was like, oh, time to do that interview. Um, oh, shit, son. Okay. Yeah. You know, either other girls I've had on there have you know, been seen in like music videos or whatever, hanging out with rappers I've interviewed. So, um, yeah. And even the, but the first one I did this year in late March was with a two girls, one shout out to Monique Leslie and Chanel Barbie. Uh, back in December, I was at this festival called once upon a time in LA. And, um, if you guys remember the tragic thing that happened that night was the rapper Draco, the ruler was stabbed in the neck 
fatally stabbed. But uh, when I first yeah. arrived at the festival, I'm walking through the crowd trying to get with my friends to go watch Too Short. And I see this chick walking thick as hell. Chola mommy just thick as fuck. I'm like, I go one of them plumper pass girls. I'm like, sometime later, uh, emailed nice. her, asked her if she wanted to be on the show. She brought Chanel with her, and that was that. Um, but for real, I had that. So that's been going on this year. I'm up to like seven episodes just on YouTube right now. Um, I haven't put forth the time to get them off all platforms. I know that's super simple, but sometimes I'm a caveman. <laughs> but I'll, right. get, I'll get around <laughs> to it, I swear to God. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's been going on this year. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I love been, the title. Thank I you. I love the title of, of the podcast. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's clever. Thank you, brother. You know? um, that's what I was about to say. I had that idea like couple of years ago like 2019 i think i was just gonna make a hoodie with that little logo on it because like people would be like hey do you like thick girls you like big girls don't you i'll be like yeah i'm in the thickness protection program and that's how i was born <laughs> fuck yeah dude fuck yeah <laughs> that's amazing yeah bro. um so you said uh seven um seven episodes um yeah yeah and seven episodes. can you the uh and you said it's on youtube yeah i'm on youtube right now and then Hopefully, very, very soon, I'll be on all, all platforms. Right on. Um, I mean, I've always been, I've always said, I've always maintained that, you know, it takes all sorts, you know what I mean? And so I, I love the idea, you know, uh, I, I love the, uh, the plat, you know, the use of the platform, you know what I mean? It's, Thank you. It's, it's incredible to me, you know, so uh, you guys got any questions? I'm a little high right now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, no when am I not? Talk up. <laughs> well, um, how do you source your guests? Okay, cool. Well, I'm a you know I'm a fan of all these chicks. <laughs> um, Hell yeah! So I just you know find them on you know I'm a big fan of this site called Plumper Pass, where it's you know the number one BBW website. So mm -hmm. I just basically it, it just kind of started with just a few random porn stars here and there from Plumper Pass following me on Twitter. I don't know why. I don't know if they're a fan of my music blogger work or whatever else, but um, started with there. And then this, the beautiful thing in this is that this community of adult stars have been very, very embracive. Um, and that's what everybody says about the industry. Everyone's so nice. So I've been, you know, welcomed with open arms by a lot of these people. Um, yeah, just they're very respectful. They're down to earth. Um, you know, and after many years of dealing with hip hop artists that not, not that the rappers are bad or anything, but, you know, I've, I've been dealt with some dickheads in the rap game for sure. And, you know, right. some kind of, I know some of you guys are comedians as well. And, you know, uh, from one to another, you know, comedians are a little different. We're all a little weird. So right. that's what it is. <laughs> to say the least, in right. a manner of speaking. In the, yeah, in the most <laughs> respectful, loving way. Right, I like with all the respect. I can't. I, I put thickness protection program podcast on YouTube, and I cannot find it. Oh dear! All right, that's a red flag. Um, Are you spelling thick right? Yeah, is it two C's? Oh. See, I'm not. I'm not. I'm ninety years old here. Hold up. Hold up. Let me put this down. Thank you, Hate Jones. You covered my ass. Right. I, was yeah. say, I love that. I love that. Hate Jones knew what to do right yeah. away. <laughs> I don't even know who like made the who made the two C's thing. Maybe it was a crypt that like fat asses, but like, who knows? Hey, right. Right, I mean, at this point, who cares, right? Yeah, who cares? It's it, it, it's, it's in the zeitgeist now. Yeah. 
you know and, I mean? and and believe me i not to you know neglect who i call the palm tree you know the community of artists and musicians alike who you know have supported me all these years um i i definitely want to get back into doing video interviews with artists it's just they're there for a number of reasons there just hasn't been one recently and you know mm -hmm. just kind of in my bag with this you know this these porn star interviews for thickness protection program but you know it all it's all a balance have you interacted with you know these adult stars outside of the podcast like yeah. whether you know it's just a conversation or you know what i mean oh it's funny as hell you say that all right so after the interview with chanel and monique that was the first and only um porn star interview i did face to face yet so far um but afterwards i took you know we did a little photo shoot outside on my phone and then like what, what are y'all girls gonna do after this and like i don't know what what do you want to do like shit, let's get some lunch so we went to spitz um in los feliz yeah I just shot a little more vlogging with them. So, um, yeah, I've interacted a bit. <laughs> there's actually a right funny, there's a funny story. It was 2018. Yeah. Something like that. I was working for a Christian radio station. Um, and we did, <laughs> I love an, it. we did an event at the Grove where we had a tent <laughs> and I see this woman walk up to the tent. Right. And she starts talking to me and I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? My name's Dylan. I instantly recognize her. So she walks up my Christian radio station. She walks up, signs up for the newsletter. I explain what the station's all about. Boom, boom. And then I don't know if you should bleep the name out or not, but fuck it. I'm gonna say it. Um, she's signing <laughs> up. She writes her real name. I said, hey, have you ever heard of an actress named Valentina Crave? And then in that Game of Thrones voice, she just says, you know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> damn that was her i caught a fucking porn star signing up for a newsletter for a christian radio station i fucking love it yeah that's amazing <laughs> uh, yeah and then one more time many years ago i met uh what was her name scarlett levey at a audio engineering event called i don't know if you guys are familiar with uh pensado's place on youtube but yeah it's an audio engineering channel and they uh did the pensado awards right so i caught i met that was the first time I was still in college. I met that was the first porn star I ever met face to face. Right on. Right yeah. on. Um, any any interesting 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 stories or situations that you know these adult stars have told you about that you haven't talked about in the podcast? You can tell. That I have not talked about on the podcast. Yes. Hmm. This is that you can tell. All right. I'm not gonna if... name any names, but like, you know, what kind of was the eye opener for me is just like the bag these chicks are getting man these girls are making some serious money that's why i love that's why i really am fascinated by these women man because they're hustlers you know right on. like one this chick was telling me how much this um man from indonesia who's like her sugar daddy is uh -huh. paying per hour and paying on credit that's oh wow <laughs> like, Holy yeah shit. like <laughs> shit man I, uh, uh it looks like i'm in the wrong you know wrong business but then i get no actually i take that back because i know that male you're not stars you're not you're not, really make a lot. you're not you're not thick enough <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> yeah no but but what my goal is oh yeah and then just about interactions you know i i'm a people person man i like to make friends i, I like you know relationships so i've hung out with you know other porn stars and stuff and you know gone out to gone out for drinks club whatever right so on. So yeah, man, at the at the end of the day, what I don't want dudes to do is like freak out like, oh, porn stars, oh my God, oh, 
boobs. Oh my god, right. like bro, like then exactly. I can't bring you around no bitches, nigga. Come on, calm your ass down, homie. I mean, like this is LA, bro. There's bad bitches everywhere, bro. That's why I don't need no dating app, bro. I can literally just live my life and fucking beautiful women will show up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there I don't have to go to work, do my thing. It's like, oh hey. <laughs> You know, I feel like I feel like what he just said, you know, uh, should be a water gun at some point. Homeboy. What's that? What water gun? I can just, live, I can said, just like, live my life and, and, and badass bitches will just come in. I said beautiful women. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <I'm respe> <laughs> hey, man, I am respectful. Hey, man. Well, Shout out know. to all the wonderful women in my life. I'm talking about my mom, my grandmother, my best friend, Ashley, uh, my godmother, Becky. There's so many wonderful women in my life. And that's why I'm this comfortable around whoever part. See? See, that's exactly, see, that's, that's my problem. Yeah. I'm not, I'm 90 years old. I'm a victim of my time. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also a Republican. I mean, that's right. That's know. right. I'm also a Republican. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that, but I don't want to go toe to toe on politics tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all we do here on the Chino Homeboy podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was kind of thinking about who was it? The, the guest on Bill Maher actually last night said like, you know, they need to have, not a two-party system, but just like, you know, a whole spectrum of between liberal and conservative of like where you could fall rather than having, you know, on your ballot to say, I'm this party, I'm that party. And like, oh, there's many shades of gray to this shit. Do you oh, agree? Ah, uh, do you, man, let me tell you about how homeboy will save America. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. With a with a joint and a what AK forty seven or what type of gun is that, that is this this is an M sixty M sixty shows how much I know about guns but yeah. that's right. <laughs> so what I say is candidates whenever they do a national uh, a national election they should just put the candidate's name, no party, no nothing, just this is the motherfucker. This is the position he's running for. That's all you need to know. I can see that. You know, that way you eliminate that whole down ticket voting because people don't even read the names on the ballot. They just read like, oh, Republican. Yeah, that's my yeah. team. I'm going to vote for that because I hate this yeah. identity team politics. This this is not a team sport, motherfuckers. This is this, I, I, all I got to say. All right. Just yeah. because you vote Republican all the time doesn't mean they're looking out for yo best interest right and it also like take that idea would take away the preconceived nation preconceived notion excuse me that like this type of party is going to be for this type of values you know exactly right exactly you know uh i'm a i'm also a strong advocate for term limits on senators and 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 house representatives right on. Uh, i feel like house reps should only serve uh six terms for 12 years and senators should only be allowed to serve for two terms, which is also 12 years. You, go, you ain't going to tell them about your platforms, bro? What oh, you going yeah. to do to, to America? My, my, America. Plat my platform is I ain't promising shit. <laughs> you ain't going to shout out King Taco? That's right. Oh, that's I right. mean, by I not promising this. shit, the, the bar is set, you know. Very low. That's, there's, exactly. there's not there's not room for disappointment. You know. That's right. right. Only, the only way we can go is up, baby. Only way we can go is up. I also promise people. Uh, I, well, I did. I, I guess I promised. I did make some promises. Uh, a a keen taco truck on every corner. Uh, we were gonna use my KFC. I mean, sorry, KFC's dead to us. Uh, the McPopeye, yeah. the McPopeyes diplomacy, foreign mm. policy diplomacy. Yep. 
that's what we're gonna do. I, I I feel like we shouldn't be dropping bombs on foreign countries. We should be dropping Big Macs and uh, and fried chicken to make them as make them fat and as slow as we are. Exactly. <laughs> mm. Tactical point. I mean, Trump Trump tried to do it when he had um all those athletes at the White House. He had all the you know the That's right. McDonald's yeah, I mean, and the Burger King. Trump Trump does hate competition. <laughs> he did do that, didn't he? I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, he shit. did. He did. Like shows my, how much I pay attention to politics. Most, I, I get all my politics from this podcast <laughs> as we talk about him. Like, and you know and, and I mean? to be honest, we're not actually a great source. <laughs> no. right? yeah. You're spreading misinformation there, homeboy. Politics. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good to be informed, but I'm you know not going to sit up here and claim like you know I'm the most well-read ab- about them. You know, I do pay attention, just like about as much as I pay attention to sports. You know, casual level, but. You know, keep the yeah. MSNBC to CNN and occasionally, occasionally Fox. And then, you know, if you want to peg me as a liberal, hey, that's that's what you want to do. But keep in mind, I also work for a conservative talk news radio station for over a year. So I know both sides. Right on. If we could go back to the bowl of oatmeal really quickly of thickness protection. Okay. Right on. Um, <laughs> let's it in a bowl of oatmeal. Lou, I love that. I you love know, that you gift. You know what I mean? That meme, yeah. <laughs> um, so... My question to you is, do you have a favorite uh, BBW performer? Of all time? Of all time. Uh, yeah. Am I, if I'm limited to one first name that pops in the head, Sophia Rose. Um, okay. Definitely would love to sit down with her, man, because this chick is a tall-ass Latina with booty from heaven. Just huge-ass. <laughs> I forget what. I forget what size boobs she has, but you know, I've watched many interviews with her as well. And she seems super cool and down to earth, mm-hmm. charming, you know, as a Southern Californians are. Um, and then another, I like MILFs a lot too. So another one I really rock with. I mean, you is, both. Yeah. Lady Lynn. She's so, this is some fetish shit, honestly, but uh, you know, really into MILFs. <laughs> yeah, it takes all sorts, man. This redhead, like redhead freckles, huge boobs, Huge ass, all natural, fucking throat goat. Like, I definitely want to get her on the podcast because when I was telling Chanel and Monique, um, she not only does she do porn and has like a whole bunch of scenes, she has like mm-hmm. a couple daughters, like two or three daughters, and they're on OnlyFans as well. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Just yeah. A so, fa- just a family business. It's a family business. So, it's a goal of mine to get them on the show. <laughs> make that a metal, homeboy. What's that? Um, make that, make a, metal. that a metal. Yeah. Okay. We'll make something, we'll we'll make make something yeah. with, with that info. Um, so what is it about these performers that you like? You know, uh, is it is it the look, the, the intensity, the, you know, the, the performance, like, um, what does, what does the BB? What was the BBW porn offer that uh, the more uh, standardized, uh, I guess, uh, well, how else can I put it? Uh, stereotypical. Yeah, more than like a regular size model. Like a uh, like a normal yeah. size, yeah. Okay, well, like, this you know, is just <laughs> this is just personally what I'm into. You know, same as on Palm. If I'm covering, you know, a certain length, I try not to cover certain lanes of music, but like you know, just like it, it, it's just genre. You know, so right. what I'm finding in turn is that like through this, I'm you know kind of cultivating its community of you right. know for the body positive. But I don't want to limit body positive to just, you know, the thick, the big girls, whatever. Anybody can be body positive. You could be, right. you know, slim or, or a skinny woman or skinny person and be body positive. 
But what is it I like about this? Hey, man, man, who the fuck doesn't like big asses, big titties? <laughs> and and then you get on the show and you find that big personality. Uh, I would have to say. I'll show you. I'll show you. <laughs> well, well, check this out. So hold on. Uh, the, the question I had was specifically uh, geared towards uh, the your, your favorite stars. So oh. like, what is it about your what, what is it about these performers that you like? Uh, specifically, like, is it the, you know, the way they look? I mean, I know you like the way they look, but is it their performance? Um, you know, how do they get, like, do well, they get well, to see What particular skill do they have that brings you to them? Good well, question. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's no particular skill. I mean, there's just, you know, uh, I'm curious, natural journalism is kind of like a natural curiosity about people, I think. Mm -hmm. So, it's not really, you know, oh, yeah, she sucks amazing dick or she's throwing it back or she rides it real good, which are all things that, you know, I would in enjoy watching. But Word. it's 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 that this is the accessibility of these people who you only see on the Internet. This is the fact that these women or even these artists are only one DM away, one email away, one click away. And then we're having a full blown conversation uh, as if we would, you know, in my backyard over over a drink, over a joint, et cetera. Right yeah. on. It's funny the 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 access the internet has has had with people. You know, like I've had a few um chit chats with um people I've seen on TV. You know, like my first I think my first interaction was on Twitter with um Aerie Spears. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him live. Yeah, so, Aerie Spears. You know watch them for ages or whatever start following comedians on twitter um and then he went on a tirade about big boy uh the mm. radio dj because he got bumped yeah i've met big boy big influence and, on me and he he was pissed off because he got bumped and started talking mad shit about big boy wow and i'm like dude like so i dm'd him instead of saying it out loud because i'm like you always quoting jay-z and jay-z is very secretive and um we call it uh, strategic in what he does. Mm -hmm. right. Why are you up here talking shit about the number two outlet for black people in hip hop space in LA? Right. Like, like you're cutting yourself off from that DJ who's the number one, one, number one, number two urban radio DJ. So like, if he says, fuck you forever, you only have one outlet to list, uh, to go promote your shit to. Right. Um, and if he really says, fuck you, you don't get on none of this shit on that show because he kind of runs that, uh, not that show, that that radio station. So you can cut yourself off from a whole. Yeah. Like, yeah and not only that, Big Boy syndicated, man. That guy's across the that's country the other thing. and he has a big, you know, internet that's other and thing. social media. His show, his show takes so. you across the nation and you just cut yourself off. And I don't know who's on the other station because I don't even, you know, because he's number one. So I don't even know. Yeah. So, you know, I hit him up a couple of tweets like, yeah, you know, man, you're right. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that in. And I, I think we had a like maybe two or three tweets at two separate times about that particular uh, situation. Because um, I told him to go read the the, the Forty Eight Laws of Power, <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do that." But and I, and I love how Hey Jones, you came at him respectfully, and you you know you suggested better options rather than just be a bitter ass hater. And you even gave him a reading recommendation. So you know, I'm a hater, but I'm not disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, you got hate in your name. <laughs> it's in his name. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, so so I, I talked to him and then this brother who was on um 
was that Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So um, he was um, he was a, the the shady promoter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ended up following him on Instagram. And when the politics was heavy during the pandemic, me and him start having back and forth about a lot of shit. You know, some we agree on, some we disagreed on. But he was fucking pretty cool, and then just kind of died off. So it's just weird to have that level of access to to people that you may have seen in in media, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, it it trips me out, but you can't let it trip you out from wanting to do the next step. Like I've seen, you know, evidence that like Snoop Dogg has seen my work. Uh, you know, I've I've seen, you know, people who I've grown up, you know, admiring for their craft, like Anthony Fantano, you know, tapped in with my stuff and you know, sat down with Adam 22 and um, you know, throwing ideas back and forth. But you can't get, you know, they say don't meet your idols and, you know, don't get starstruck and that type of shit. But like, I mean, the best you can do is like after having one of these interactions is just nose to the grindstone and get back on your purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, my thing is I only um, I'm, a, I'm always been I've always been a person that like I'll acknowledge you. I don't want your autograph. I'm not trying to take a picture. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying yeah. to do the goofy shit. It's just like, oh, it's you. Respect. And I move on. Um, So like, but when it comes to the internet shit, when I see somebody says something that inflames me or compels me to speak, then I speak. And then sometimes that creates a conversation. Um, I felt like my, my attitude on this, I kind of dissed, I think his name is Henry Lennox, the dude who played uh, Locke in uh, the matrix. Mm. And um, I was, I was in Cobra city eating alfresco he was in the inside. Mm-hmm. I could tell that somebody famous was in there because people kept coming by the table. So I'm telling my, my, my two coworkers I'm with, I'm like, yeah, I think somebody's famous in there. I can't tell, but people keep walking over to the table. And so then the brother walks out and I was like, oh. And so I snapped my finger. I was like, hey, and I pointed at him. And it was just, it was just an acknowledgement. And then he stepped over to my table like, hey, it was, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, keep going. You know, and he looked at me dumb like, what <laughs> you know because i'm like i'm not trying to really invade your life right I'm just right. give you acknowledgement because i he had just did a short film that was uh like a web a web thing um that seemed like it was going to have some more episodes come out and i just saw it that week but like i'm like i don't know you you know what i'm saying so we really don't have shit to talk about but you so unless there's some other reason to speak to you i'm not speaking to you other than hi i acknowledge you and your celebrity and you can keep it moving. And then my friends, it, they, my friends were on the flip side. He's like, well, who was that? I was like, oh, this dude in the mix. He's like, oh, why did you tell him to come over? He's like, why? You only want to know, know <laughs> who he is now because he's famous. You know what I'm saying? Now you want to take a picture. And now you want to, you know, it's like, I don't give a fuck. I already, I already paid to go to the movie. I paid the salary already. I've seen this Man. shit, you know. I watch, Even... I, watch, I watch him on Blacklist. You know what I'm saying? On that show. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm doing my things to keep the brother employed. I don't really need anything else. <laughs> I was just going to say. I'm not going to go even, above and beyond and be a fucking fan. Fuck you. Right? <laughs> I, I was just going to say, like, even, even when he's not doing it on purpose, Hey Jones is hating. Hey Jones yeah. be hating. Yeah, because he did have, like, a disappointed look in his face after I said he's like, oh, oh, oh. And I was like, no, it's, it's no beef. Just, yeah, no, just you know, your night was over. You just finished eating, nigga. Make it home. Safe. Yeah, look, look, I, look, I already paid you for what I needed you for. Get to yeah. stepping. Yeah. I, guess. <laughs> I, I, I was just saying, I was just saying hello, giving some respect. 
you know, and that's it. You know, yeah. so it was not, nothing more than that. I want to suck up his time and come over and have bullshit, small talk uh, conversations and the whole photo op shit. I'm like, I don't really give a shit about any of that shit. I have a question. Coming uh, co- coming uh, from a stand-up comedian background, right? Right. Uh, how, how do you feel about these these old-as-fuck comedians that take issue with uh, the body, body positivity movement? You know, like Joe Rogan and Bill Burr. Um, well, Joe Rogan can eat a dick. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. You know what? No, um, we clown Joe Rogan here all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know I'm what? I don't, sure he I don't really agree us. with a lot of what Joe has to say. And you know, although I used to find his podcast, you know, pretty entertaining. Um, you know, to each his own. But it's like, you know, whenever somebody gets out there with a ludicrous statement or something you don't agree with, you got to consider what background they're coming from. You know, so rather than you know say, oh, you're, I'm right and you're wrong, you can say like, well. You feel that way. I feel this way, but I get where you're coming from. And that's where we meet in the middle. That's where I feel like the conversation opens up for more room, you know? Word. Because nowadays, I think, you know, in, in this in this cancel culture era, in this social media era, in this everything's permanent era, everybody wants to be right rather than understand. That's true. Oh, we know. We try to get canceled every week. That's true. That's true. That's, That's true. your goal, huh? It is. It is. It is. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get canceled for that badass bitches comment. <laughs> well, well, here, here, here's one of the things that I find issue with the body positivity movement. Okay. Uh, to a degree, people want to pretend that unattractive doesn't exist. Like I believe, across all the spectrums of body types and whatnot, there are good looking, and then there's bad looking. Um, a woman will generally tell you if a dude is ugly in the face. No, no, no problem. <laughs> no qualms. No, cap- oh, no, no qualms about it. They'll even oh, tell that- you straight to your face. Uh-uh. That- <laughs> right? That nigga too short. And we've, hey, we've all been that uh-uh here. Can we? <laughs> can we yeah. Yeah. Me more, yeah. me, me, me more than anyone. <laughs> we, we, we've, we've been, um, you know, told that niggas are too short to date. Yeah, I, I got that date. one. All kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, the, I, might, I may be short, but my dick's still big. Sorry. I'm not. I'm not saying personally, but we know women <laughs> who have denied a guy because. No, of, I feel you. you know? I'm just cracking. So, joke. like, like I know, I know a buddy who who's who's a short guy, but the dude's a martial artist, an awesome photographer, a cool dude, stylish, everything else. And every chick I've showed a picture of him is like, oh, he's handsome. Thank so you. So I got I got a. It, it's not. You. <laughs> um, so he so, must be talking about me then. Almost you. Almost you. Um, all right. All right. I'll take that. So, so, uh, hold up. Hold, so up. I'm ta- hold up. For me. Not for me. Hold up. For me. Emotional damage. <laughs> Bino, your laugh reminds me of um, like how De La Soul was laughing at on Feel Good Inc. You know the Gorilla song. Oh. <laughs> right. yeah. I do have an evil laugh. I have an evil laugh. <laughs> so I have a co coworker um who who's single and she's on the dating apps and not having like a mm-hmm. lot of success. She's a good looking lady, and I was like, look. You know, you got to look beyond, you know, whatever bucket you're looking in, because there might be other dudes. And so I show her my friend who's younger than she is, right? And he, I, I think he's dated an older lady before. So I'm like, look at this dude. He he, he rock climbs, right? Like bare mm-hmm. hands, no ropes on a regular. So he's physically fit. He does martial arts. 
he's down to kick ass because me and him were in the club one night just just hoping that fight jump off so we can get in it um he's god damn hey jones handles his money he just you wanted to saying? give someone an ass whipping that wasn't meant for yeah. them yeah you know what i'm saying and that, we both walked in the club and we looked at each other he's like it, it was some tension in the air he's like i feel like a fight is gonna happen oh. and if it does i want to be involved because i want to beat somebody's ass <laughs> hey, Jones, be everybody. we call like, it a nigga moment yeah <laughs> well the, pro- the, the problem was the, the nigga Moondocks. moment happened the nigga moment happened but it was between two of my asian buddies Huh. Uh, a moment. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm about to get be able to beat some ass because because like we were sitting down and one of my other homies, he got up and did the danger walk. And then the photographer guy, we're gonna call him dropkick. Um, he got up and followed. So once he followed, I was like, oh, there's action. So let me get up, you know. And then I'm looking out the door and I see the first homie pulling another homie back. So I'm like, oh shit, the homie's in a fight. So whoever comes past this doorway is the villain and I get to fuck him up. Like if I see him coming, <laughs> it's just whap, you know? And then the dude who came by was the other homie. I was like, fuck, now we're in police mode instead of beating the motherfucker's ass. <laughs> Wait, what's the difference between- Yeah, I'm a lover, mode? not a fighter, man. When I walk in the club, I'm getting me a drink, finding some some cool girls to smoke a joint with and I'm just posted up, bro. No, no, I hey, mean, I'm a chill person, but sometimes, I, I, I you know, when when- when the action's in the air, the action's in the air kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> hey, Jones. Hold up, hold hey, Jones, up. I wanna, just, I have... hey, Jones just want to throw hands. He just want to throw hands. Because <laughs> there was tension <laughs> in the air and them haters over there like to stare. So give me a knife. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> exactly. I need to write that down. That, we need to do the whole song. Uh, oh, that was off the top boy. of the dome, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, have a song. I have a question. I have a question. I have an what, answer. What's, what's the difference? What's the difference? Hey, Jones. Uh, what's the difference between... Uh, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, the end moment, end moment, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Where you want to kick some ass, and now in your police mode, like, isn't that the same thing? Oh no, no, because when I'm in police mode, I'm breaking up the fight, not being a part of it. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, so, so different. So, so real police, not not yeah, not our police. So, 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 <laughs> my, yeah. Mind you, these are two overly muscular pit bull sized Asian dudes going at it. Right. With with like egos to match a wild pit bull, you know they're 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 both seeing red, and it's mm-hmm. taking three of us to hold one of them off and three to hold the other one off. Are they still we friends? To, um, I don't know if they they hang out anymore. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen the one that I I was pulling back, um, at all. The other one I've seen them, um, a couple of times not in the presence of the other so i i don't know where their thing like every do we the, the dude i pulled off his life went kind of haywire afterwards like yeah death in the family and issues with baby mamas and you know all kind of do shit, we so. know do we know why they started fighting i mean did they oh yes like each other's family or um oh, is uh, like an asian a, thing a young lady and taking oh, up God. for the okay. taking it no and it is not the lady that they were with so so one one is married and the other one was working with a chick who he hooked up with a homie of his who was short. Mm-hmm. Right? So we get to the party. Me me and Dropkick walk into the party. We sense the fight. We run into the young lady and we was like, she trying to fuck somebody. Like, we, it, it was just everything was in the air. The pheromones, whatever. He's like, 
she's drunk and she's trying to fucking he's like uh, i don't know if she's safe he's like there was something scuzzy about her you know what yeah. it's like i would do it, but it's something not a hundred percent with it so neither one of us pursued it so later in the evening what all right i have a question uh dylan yeah. Uh, so, 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 what's it like walking into a a bar and a club with these with these fine ladies on your arms? Well, <laughs> do you get do, uh, on do, my do arms? They get, do they get is, recognized? Ah, uh, you know what? Well, this, the the time that it happened, I mean, it. Yeah, they get hollered at like you know any woman would. You know, you know when you you bring pork chops into the jungle, what do you think is going to happen? You know? <laughs> That's called the reticular activation system. The reticular activation system. Nah, man, it's a, it's a good time, bro. You got to, before, oh, these young ladies, these porn stars, because I'm around, most of my friends are women. And, uh, you know, when, when I roll somewhere, you know, it's like, you know, I just go have fun, man. These are the people I'm comfortable having a good time with. So, you know, it's no different when you go somewhere and, you know, have drinks with your buddies or whatever. Or, you know, it's like, yeah, you do get attention. It's like, but I'd rather, you know, I'd rather walk in somewhere with some ladies, like some good looking ladies than like, you know, a bunch of niggas. Like, you know, really? it's, no, it's no offense, but like I already know like club culture and how I'm going to get treated and like how because I just, you know, just knowing from college, you know, how people judge you, you know, based on who you're around. And, you know, I've had, you know, the. I've had, you know, the times where it's like there's all these parties happening and then we're just in my dorm room playing Super Smash Bros. smoking. Um, yeah, I've had that. And then I've had like, you know, like been at like the most premier spots, you know, with, with ladies or with I like sliding by myself a lot too. <laughs> keep it real with you. Like going no, out by I mean, myself, that's but... that's that's a that's that's a rare that's a rare thing. A yeah. lot of people yeah. Can't, yeah. can't do that. They can't uh, just go be by themselves doing doing their own thing and just letting life come at them you know it's a skill because yeah. you know it doesn't happen overnight because i had to go to concerts for years by myself and you know stand in line and just talk to new people and make new friends maybe it's the only child thing that you know i've been like like this but perfect example was when i did day in vegas last year in november man you know three-day festival and then you know walk in and just i was wearing a bucket hat that i made um, I walk in and then this dude's like, oh yeah, I like your hat. I was like, oh, thanks bro. I made it myself. And then me and him just ended up like kicking it the whole festival. Shout out to my man, Cameron out there in Vegas. But like, yeah, we ended up kicking it the whole festival. And then even at times where we weren't together, I was like, you know, mixing it up, meeting different friend groups, meeting girls. And it was just all love. Like, you know, so you had, by the way, viewers, by the uh, viewers and listeners, uh, what, uh, uh, Dylan was talking about earlier, like rolling up to a, a venue with, you know, warmers on your, uh, on your, on your side. It's called social proof. That's yes, right. social proof. Yeah, that's right. That's Continue. Right. Uh, I'm uh, done paying uh, the uh, dog. By, by, by the way, uh, uh, octopus, uh, Chino, the octopus, uh, Gambino. Yes, sir. And for the record, uh, I'm yes. a people person. I'm not a pimp. <laughs> i'm a slap uh, some like uh, a pimp no uh, just, uh, <laughs> chill 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 bring that bring that baby powder come That's on right. no no we ain't we, we ain't afraid to lay down the goon hand here on the chino and homeboy podcast <laughs> what were you saying there homeboy uh, our, 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 uh, our friend dylan here uh has has read the game oh yes, yes, yes. gotcha I got that on the shelf somewhere 
Where is it? That's what I'm talking about. The one time, the one time I'm asked about it, I can't just pull it up from the shelf, but I know it's somewhere <laughs> in this massive book yeah. I have here. Yes, love the game. Shout out to Neil Strauss. That's right. That's right. So Shout out Neil Strauss. Already well aware of social proof. So he's he's rejected everything he's written in that book of late. Uh, he has, yeah, he, he has. He, he, he has, he has, but he, has. He still, but he still uses it. Maybe not on women, but he still uses that. Shit. And it's not that like that checks. the things that he learned in that book, even if he rejects them today, it's not like the things that he learned in that book don't apply to his life or can't still apply to another person's life. Uh, Absolutely. I think his direct quote was, it ruined my life and my relationship. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not hit, man. Like, you know, break it down how what happened to Neil Strauss. Well, um, I think no. So he, he had a relationship. Uh, the inter- the thing I saw was like he was he was in a relationship, and the things that he, and the basically the behaviors that he developed and habits he developed by doing the game uh, warped his mind a little bit, which then uh, proceeded to ruin his marriage, and um, he's basically rebuilding his life in that area over from scratch to some degree. Wow, well, I, I think I think that. You know, if these techniques and and this type of mindset just runs rampant in your life, you know, it is it is going to fuck you up. You know, like they say, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Right. And so um, I think that if you're not prepared or or if you're not on stable ground, so to speak, uh, before you embark in this type of sojourn, this type of journey, you know, of finding yourself, it's going to be hard. You know, because um, you're you're gonna be you're gonna feel powerless initially, and there's a reason why you want to go on this journey. You know, but there there is that feeding of the ego that you know becomes if it if it becomes unchecked, then you're you might be worse off later on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's what happened to him. I mean, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a psychiatrist, you know, uh, but I know enough about my own behaviors that. You know, if if it can happen to me, it can happen to anybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally yeah. agree. You can't let the, yeah, you can't let the techniques uh, be be. Uh, what is it? You can't you can't make those techniques your i like your soul identity. Your identity, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have exactly. To, you have to understand that they are tools that are there for you to use when you need them. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, if if you're a carpenter. You don't walk around carrying a hammer all the fucking time now, do you? Right. You know, you you, you don't mm-hmm. you don't just whip out a sander like, yeah, I'm a carpenter. Lay lay it out on the fucking counter at a bar like, yeah, I'm a carpenter. No, no, you only carry it around when you need it. That's it. And so these Word. techniques are exactly the same thing, you know, and you can't mm-hmm. you can't make them your identity. Yeah, absolutely. Correct. And you, homeboy, having been married three times, you would know better than anybody that like, you know, if the imagine those those flirtatious techniques that Neil used, like within the context of a marriage. It's like, bro, that doesn't even sound right. <laughs> right. See, and it's the thing, right? That's I think that's where the distinction has to be made is that, you know, being in a relationship is way different from pickup. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You like, know what I mean? You you can't go around negging your wife all every fucking day. She's gonna get right. fed up with it. That's how you get exactly. cheated on. <laughs> Well, I, well, I think I think that's the failings of most of the the guy dating advice is like, okay, you're just telling me how to find somebody, or you're trying to right. teach me like the methods of uh, 
either can seducing a woman to have sex or noticing the women that want to have sex with me but you give no advice on how to maintain a relationship that's you right. know, and how to conduct yourself with one and i think exactly. that's a big problem exactly which, uh, which the, both may i walk this dog yeah <laughs> which both of these things roll back to the fight Mm. The fight, yeah, at the club because the young lady <laughs> was with a short dude who she then decided I'm not finding him attractive in my drunken state and I wanted fuck the birthday boy. He got sour, and then my homie felt fucked up because she came there with him and now she's dissing him and he's crying. The short dude is crying to him, so he addressed the girl and cursed her out and then his the other big homie was like don't be talking like women like that <laughs> calling them bitches and shit <laughs> and then the fight began so the they're both fighting over women that aren't theirs because the dude who jumped in is actually married but he's like you're not gonna be sitting up here calling this girl a bitch and you're some muscle bound dude in her face at you know fighting for somebody else's sexual right. attract you know attention like she don't want them she don't want them you know, like he was running around crying to everybody in the club about the situation because he was being put in between. You know, I was like, no, your homie keeps putting you in between because he's not doing his business <laughs> and now you're choosing to handle it for him. But if he had some game, <laughs> none of this would have happened. Facts. See, see how I brought it all the way back? <laughs> That's right. That's hey, Jones, right. be behaveful, but goddammit, he's right. Uh, Yep, that's it. Show's <laughs> over. <laughs> don't tell me. Don't tell me you you want to rap now because I just looked at my watch. Like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. We no, keep no. going. We keep going. Oh no, 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 uh, no, no. Although I would, I would like to tell the audience at this moment in time that uh, we actually had uh, Dylan here scheduled to uh, 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 guest last week, but he ditched us for a haircut. Uh, and he wore a hat on the podcast. What is with this guy? You don't call him out like that. God damn, son. Hey, man. Do you have the, the luxurious locks will not cut themselves. Do you have one of those? Hey, I feel that. Oh, do you have one of those overly expensive Hollywood barbers? Oh, no, no, I don't have a stylist anymore. Well, actually, no, not a Hollywood. Shout out just in time in Pasadena. But, um, see, uh, I, Chino does the same thing. Give a shout out, Chino. Come on. Hey, shout out to uh, Tim Chopper here in Las Vegas. Best barber <laughs> in the world. Right on, man. Nah, bro. It's just, you know, the it was one of those lazy Saturdays when the day got away from me. And it's like, I'm sitting here fucking around doing God knows what. And then it's like, huh, I need a haircut for this week. And like, oh, damn. And it's almost seven. And I was like, I better call Bino. Let him know. <laughs> Word. And you, and you were very cordial to me. And a, about a week later, here we are. Yeah, there we go. That's <laughs> there you right. go. See, that's right. Because yeah, I'm not like I. I don't like being one of those. Well, maybe we can do it this time, this time, the next week. Nah, man, we gotta get this. Rip the bandaid off. Let's Professionalism. Like it. I love it. I like it. I that's like right. it. That's how we do it here on the Chino and Homeboy podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the first guest we actually had lined up uh, hasn't gone back to us. <laughs> <laughs> And who might that be? Motherfucker. Uh, uh, we're not, we're not going to call him out, but his publicist reached out to us uh, asking us if we could have him on the podcast. And uh, he was on vacation. I'm going to assume he's still on vacation because uh, we haven't, he, he hasn't reached back out. Right. 
Maybe he saw the pod. Like, ever wanted. Huh, these motherfuckers right. are animated. I can't take him seriously. That's right. So, do we you have any I mean? other questions? Um, no. Uh, are we going? We going to dig into those topics? Uh, yeah. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. We can All right. Dig let's in. get it. We, um, we, can, we can dig into. The, we got. We got time for for one. The last <laughs> link. The last link. Um, in the chat. All right. Let's see. All right. Uh, pause. All right. Here we go. Uh, let me see here. I'm kind of an idiot. Give me a second. Uh, let's see. Screen. Kind of. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. You're right. I, I'm a complete idiot, but you know, I'm not trying to brag. Don't worry, pace. I'm the same way. I, I gotta pace myself here. We're we're, we're kindred spirits here. Can't, can't give you know, away it's even game. worse. I'm baked. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh sharing. Hey Jones, uh shared shared this uh uh fine fine woman here. Uh, let's see. Let's unmute that. And here we go. Abortions worse than slavery. Well, the I don't care how I don't care if this hurts your feelings. I don't care. Abortion is the number one worst human rights issue that has ever happened on American soil. Abortion. There you go. There you go. That's so who that's, is this? Who is this uh, mountain of cunt? Um, <laughs> not a mountain of cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm out of cut. <laughs> yeah, we're, no... we're not afraid of saying that word here Jeez. on the Teen Homeboy podcast. <laughs> I have no idea who she is, but she said it again and tried to clean it up by saying all cultures had slavery all over the globe. Oh, uh, lady needs to politely shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> how, or how, think how, about what she's saying before she's saying. Like, it. how do you, how nice. do you, how do you equate rape and murder of children, women? And adult men separation of family to you can't murder the baby in your belly i say that right. whoever took the cock out of her mouth needs to put it back in <laughs> i'm dead <laughs> oh god i'm dead no i think i think you know what it was a severe overreaction and it was a case of how literally literally doesn't mean literally anymore it oh no no right she she verbally <laughs> argues how it's different it's like it wasn't snap uh, it, it's it's bigger than that clip but that's... i don't believe i don't believe in cancel culture but i no longer wish to view no longer i never knew i've never heard of this lady what's her name who cares I don't know. but like Right. Uh, yeah no no will to view any of her content or take any of her opinions seriously I, I, I'm all for her name is culture. Not I'm I'm just not for organized cancel culture. I stop listening to motherfuckers that I don't like or don't yeah. agree with all the fucking time. Yeah, like, I mean we we come from the old school, man. It's like yeah. we don't we don't need cancel culture. We could just say fuck you. Yeah, I like I used <laughs> yep. to watch Howard Stern, and some of his little racist bits used to sting a little bit. And then at a certain point, I'm like, I don't have any value in this show anymore, and I just stopped watching um you sleep better at night that way yeah and I, and i don't watch anything he's involved with <laughs> you know bill maher start to uh, irritate me i stopped watching this show unless i like the guest or something you know like the rare Facts. occasion like killer mike is on or somebody yeah. else that i i highly respect and want to hear uh love debate debate with him uh but other than that i just turn motherfuckers off you know i like it when uh, bill maher has sam harris on this those are my favorite episodes 
but continue. Yeah. So, you know, but it's weird that like in her mind and I'm like, you got to be saying this shit for, for virality. You know what I'm saying? Because she's putting up an argument, but like, there's really no justification of, okay, me not letting you kill your baby versus me not letting you exist as a human. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't even know how she fixes her tongue to justify that other than she lived a, a very privileged life and maybe is not as educated as she should be. I think even by reading into it, like we're giving her too much power when, when that type of comment should simply be dismissed as ignorance. Yeah. I can rock with that. All right. I can rock with that. Next topic. Uh, I was trying to find who this bitch was. (laughs) (laughs) So while while Jaime's doing all that, I have a question. Tell me why, time out. Tell me why when Homeboy said that, I was trying to find out who this bitch was. That reminds me of Devin the Dude's line off that song, Explosive, where he's like, let me tell you about some shit about this bitch I used to know. (laughs) (laughs) Gave the boy your head, said don't let nobody know. (laughs) Oh, so apparently... Uh, she is on the I'm Doing Great podcast, and her name is Gina. The internet's a dangerous thing in my hands. Okay. <laughs> More than we cared to know, but uh, Gina, get your shit together, baby. Yeah, Vagina. By the way, uh, Mike and Gina, if you uh, if you want to be on our podcast, we'd be more than happy to welcome you so we can discuss what it means, why, why you think abortion is, is worse than slavery. I mean, why, why do you think that abortion is genocide while slavery is not? Wait, so I have a question based off of that line of thinking. Yeah. So what happens if, you know, the, the, the woman swallows cum? Is that considered cannibalism? Genocide. No. <laughs> Bellatio. That's genocide right yeah. there. No. Genocide? That's All right. right. Genocide. I mean, I genocide in one gulp, man. <laughs> If you a have a great meal, life. if you have a fantastic meal at Taco Bell, is it about. considered fine dining? At, <laughs> at least. Great. <laughs> uh, right. That's fucking great. I, I don't oh, know man. what you're talking about, homeboy. I at least released two gulps. Lord. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to pick low-hanging fruit, so here, here's Hey Jones to pick it for me. Somebody, somebody got to do your job for you. Somebody got to do it. I feel like there should have been a water gun after that. Uh, I just don't know which one. Uh, we we need more water guns. Oh, by hold the on, way. hold on. Here you go. <laughs> we need more water guns. Speaking of, uh, homeboy and I have discussed this uh, at some length uh, this morning, and I feel like it's appropriate to ask now because we have, you know, two black people in uh, in our in our show today. Um, All so right. here would, we go. The Harriet Tubman question. Yes. So <laughs> would, would it be appropriate? Like, would 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 either of you? Uh, okay, let me preface this by saying I'm not. You know, I'm not trying to offend anybody here. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, would it offend either of you if, for example, uh, Hey Jones or Dylan said the N word, and um, Homeboy do, does a N word? water gun right after that you know like uh what is the n-word water gun like a black translator right like let's say for example i get a clip of morgan freeman saying the n-word right since i can't say it i can hit the button and have morgan freeman say it for me 
I'm really not into anybody who's not black playing into the N word. Yeah, okay. all like, right. And that's that's <laughs> to be on the so same side for all of us, no matter what color you are. Just like you know what, you don't want to, you don't need to go there. So like you just better safe not going there because it's not yours there to you. go there. You know what I mean? And it's like, hey man, you grew. Up, uh, homeboy, you grew up in Compton. You grew up around plenty of black folks, you know, outside of the work environment where I first met you in, you know, if in casual conversation, if you said it, I wouldn't give a fuck. But like, honestly, when you get on these platforms, it's like it is in your best interest, you know, tread lightly on that just because, you know, there's a lot of stigma that comes with it. Like, that's not what you're here to deal with, man. You're here to present real issues and not, you know, some bullshit that people we oh, well, we got to have another inward conversation. But just don't so use it. See, so you see white people, another thing you should not be dialing to 11. There you go. Yeah, That's right. Exactly. That's right. Just because just because you have an audio clip of Morgan Freeman saying the N word, you cannot play that for you. <laughs> I mean, yep. here, no, here, here's, the, here, here's the thing. White people, you listen to rap all goddamn day. Y'all, I know you in the car or you're at the Kendra concert and you're saying, nigga, like, okay, I, I get it. When it's in your favorite song, as Chris Rock said, get your Dre on, get your Kanye on, get do get your Ye on. <laughs> like, I, I I get that. But, like, there is no need while to, like, I'll give, I'm not, again, not going to just say a name, but one of porn star one porn stars was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I fucks with you, what you doing, my nigga. She is white as snow. I said, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> it's like, no, because that's not appropriate. You do not come from this. Like, just because you fucked all the niggas right. on your high school football team does not mean you are this. You know? Yeah. And it, that's how it goes. <laughs> I love that. Just because you awesome. fucked every football player doesn't mean you're on the team. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> the exactly. You're the ball, not the baller. You get passed around by the sweaty <laughs> black guys. You're not a sweaty black guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, don't, don't doubt that she's still living. No. Yeah, don't uh, and and that's and that's really and that's really the big issue we have, uh, uh white people is uh you, you take something uh that you think is cool, you know, because black people just naturally make shit cool. You know, and then uh, you you take it without understanding, and you dial it to eleven, eleven, and I feel you like fuck it wasn't up. that you a bit? You ruin it for everybody. Yeah, but that but that's the culture. They take shit that ain't theirs and they dial it to eleven. <laughs> well, I think that kind of falls under falls in the category of don't ask for permission, don't ask, just ask for forgiveness, because they will steal some shit. Like they all, yeah. you know, that's history. We talked about that yesterday, uh, homeboy. Um, you know, they'll steal everything we got, you know, like everything in popular culture begins in black culture. So yep. my whole thing is, you know, I want to set forth a, a wave of just what I'm interested in because coming into, you know, the, the passion that I follow, which is, you know, the music journalism and the media personality type shit is that like, I didn't really see enough, like a majority of black people in hip hop media. You know, yeah, you had your big boys and you had your sways and and um, like, yeah, Breakfast Club and whatever. But like, you know, in my lane and uh, in the underground stuff, you didn't I could think of like two other personalities who I'm really cool with, you know, like Dijon Paul and China Williams. Um, I could think of like, you know, just a barely even a handful of black people in this in hip hop media, you know, independent, mm -hmm. you know, but. 
it's it's sad when you know this is our art form and it's like you know the people calling the shots are white yeah this reminds me of a story this reminds me of a story that i uh listened to because i was listening to the uh book species by uh, yuval noah harari and in it he he was talking about how the apollo astronauts uh went to a native american reservation uh to learn uh i guess survival techniques or some shit i don't even know what the fuck it was and there was a is that is that is that fancy nasa government speak for hitting the peace pipe and getting high nah, no no they, they weren't allowed to do that they weren't allowed to do that uh per, although i'm pretty sure the astronauts back then probably didn't want to because you know they were all white uh but uh this old native american man walked up race right the old <laughs> the old this old native american man walked up to them and told them that they believed that the moon had ancestral spirits on it and if the astronauts could do him a favor and the astronauts were like sure old man we'll do you a favor what do you want and he said can you repeat a native american phrase and say it to my to our ancestors on the moon and the astronaut said yes so he taught them this phrase and and he made sure that they knew it word for word syllable for syllable uh uh what is it uh and, and able to say it perfectly um and then but he didn't and then when they asked him what does it mean he says don't worry about it right so they kept practicing it and they kept saying it and they kept walking around asking native americans what does it mean what does it mean what does it mean and no one knew because they you know it's it, they, they didn't really know the language as well and so they mm -hmm. finally met a native american dude at a bar and they were like hey do you happen to know what this phrase mean and they said the phrase and the dude started laughing and the astronauts couldn't get why because they thought oh maybe this guy told us to tell him a joke right and so they asked the guy what does this phrase mean and the guy was like it means don't trust what these white people tell you they're going to steal their they're going to steal all of your shit <laughs> <laughs> well played <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I don't think the astronauts were laughing after that. <laughs> <laughs> then you still all shit. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Actually, I, I worked on a bit about white people, where I was like, you can't, you can't really trust white people with anything because they'll steal everything, right? Mm -hmm. They'll come, they'll steal your land, right? They'll steal your women, mm -hmm. you know? They'll steal mm -hmm. everything. I, I, I never finished the bit. <laughs> this is in progress. <laughs> hey, look! I'm trying. I'm trying to work on that white jacket, bro. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hispanic people are the next group of people yeah. that are going to be called white. Okay. Spicy mayo. Spicy mayo. That's right. I'm just working on getting that white jacket. Word. You know, it's okay. interesting, mate. So, as, my, my... so as a uh, spicy mayo person. How do you feel about the race swap of Namor in the new Black Panther film? Uh, explain. Namor is now Mexican. Oh, oh, that's what you meant. Okay. I think it's cool. Well, I mean, furthermore, he's, you know, I'm he's not, I'm not ass, spicy ass, video, so. He's Aztec, uh, I think, to be more specific. That's your uh, people's homeboy? Well, you know what? I, I don't think it's fair. I think that they should have gotten a real Atlantean to uh, try and play Namor. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> well. Oh, oh, and they got I rid thought, of Atlantean. 
I thought he was going to say it should have been me. I think, well, what would you rather have them? What would you rather have them do? Be true to the comic book or try to please the audience? Uh, uh, um, um, well, I think, I, well, I think the only reason why Namor is getting race swapped is because a black dude is directing Black Panther. <laughs> I think well, if, what, if, if, what, what race was it? It was Namor anyway? showing up in any other he's movie. Ha- he's um, half human. He was, half he was a white, white dude who was half Atlantean and a mutant. Well, I mean, hence the angel wings on his feet. Well, you know what? Honestly, they probably should have got Chino to do it. You know, little Momoa here. They should have. They should have just got little Momoa to do it. Well, that, would, mean, that would that would be redundant at this point. It would be, actually. Because yeah. they got Jason Momoa playing Aquaman. Yeah. Keep it in the family, bro. That, yeah, so like <laughs> um, he's, he's no longer <clears throat> he's no longer uh, from Atlantis. He's from some other underwater culture. Uh, this excuse me aztec related okay um which i thought like since atlantis is in the atlantic they could have did it all without the race swapping or or you know because like let's say it was a city that connected or, or the land that connected uh africa you know the west and the east basically right right and if it South sunk America. it would have it would have black folks and latin folks in it easy you know what I'm saying? That's an easy, simple thing. But they're doing some other funny shit. But I mean, story-wise, but Namor is now Mexican. With well, with with, with a, even a, a uh, not a bone, but a, a, a earring spear through the nostril. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> they're okay. they're keeping them real OG in this one, real OG. So it's like, like tattoos and shit too. Um, there's no tattoos, but he has a lot of oh, there Aztec. Okay. Um. Um, Markings? No, no, accoutrement. You know, who's the, like, who's the actor? Okay, um, some Mexican dude. I don't know his name. It should have been Homeboy. No, nah, he, he's <laughs> no. Unlike Homeboy, he's actually he's actually from Mexico. Right. <laughs> he, he definitely <laughs> looks Lillard? more Mexican than I do. <laughs> Not Compton. Yeah. Um. He, he. Well, you know why, right? He's, it's because you got the M60 on your back. He's from the That's hoods right. of Mexico, so he's from the hood. Hood. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, there's been a couple of Latino folks who hopped on thanking um, the director for including them and making this change. So now we actually have a Latino, you know, because Namor is a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. So um, we have that. He's an anti-hero. Yeah. Well, all right. So how do I feel about the race swapping? I mean, you're picking a Mexican guy to play an Atlantean. Uh, I don't think the Atlantean is not be from mad Atlantis about it. anymore. Oh, well, you said now race he's swapping, from. Right? I mean, they race swapped the character, but they also changed his origin. So, it's supposedly all the things that leaked, he's not from Atlantis anymore. He's from right. some other um, Tichlocon or some shit like that. An Aztec nation. That well, from underwater. if that's what they did, if that's what they did, I mean, it would it would make sense to have you know someone Mexican looking or Latino looking. You know, Aztec yeah. looking, playing an Aztec retcon character. So yeah. let, you know let I mean? me let me put let me put my MAGA hat on real quick here. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you have one for the tune? Uh, no, no, just just pretend. Use your imagination. <laughs> Putting my MAGA hat on. Um, how do I feel, uh, Atlanteans? If you're listening, fuck your feelings. 
No, it's mostly okay. the white people. It's you like think it, you he think the Atlanteans are white. gonna cancel us? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I feel just, like the Atlanteans are gonna cancel us now. It's just it's just the white folks uh, <laughs> rooting for the white half, crying. I don't about know if you know this, but the Atlanteans got canceled a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, are you not gonna go see the movie now? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, Atlanteans. They're not. The Atlanteans are gonna protest the movie. Uh, they're probably going to buy DVDs and burn them. <laughs> Please do. That would be hilarious. Right. Um, yeah. I'm, um, you know, oh, but since we're on movie topics, uh, we want to talk about Nope. Okay. All right. So Last topic. I think we, okay. got, we got 15 minutes left, right? Um, yep. Homie? yep. Yep. All right. So, Nope. I saw it last night in luxury style. Not last night, Thursday night. Oh, um, go, going to a super spreader event, I see. No, no. You, you know me, my nigga. Um, no, no. I, I, I go to luxury seating in, right, in right, the right. balcony at the, um, uh, I think it's Playa, Playa Vista, Playa Del Rey, whichever Playa. one is over there off of Lincoln and Jefferson. Right. Um, I thought you was going to see like your couch. No, 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 no. I mean, I went outside. I had to go go outside. But, uh, you know, Just we're in the loungers. You know, we're in the loungers, we're in the balcony. It's not a full house. We went to the last showing. You know, we, we had cocktails and, and food and free popcorn. You know what I'm saying? With our feet up and in, in the recliner. I like it. You know, I like it. I would have went to um well uh, I paid for the food and that was almost a hundred bucks and the drinks. God damn, son. When he said it was luxury, for three it was for three people. I mean yeah. I mean yeah. his hey Jones and Hey Jones is balling. Hey Jones is balling, that's right. Hey Jones, um, hey Jones don't need to play the Mega Millions. Oh no, does. no, no! Yes, I do. I, you know what? <laughs> I to, I totally forgot. I thought ticket pulling was today and not yesterday, so right. I was planning on getting my ticket earlier today and totally fucking missed it. I was like, fuck! But a woman did. I was at the gas station and a lady came out and gave me a free fucking scratcher. Nice. She was just like, oh. "Hey, I don't like. I don't know if she was trying to flirt with me or nothing, but I was on the phone with my girl. She, she was, <laughs> and she was pulled up. She was in a Mustang, you know what I'm saying? So I saw her. She pulled up. She got out, went in, and then when she came out, she was getting back to her car, and then she looked at me and said something, and then she walked over to me, and I was like, "Hold on." I was like, "Yes." He's like, "Here, pick one. Pick a pick one." He's like, "Yeah, take one. I'm giving. I'm giving you a free ticket. Just, just take a ticket. You know, just." Pay it forward in some kind of way, whatever. I took the ticket and she bounced. I haven't scratched it off because these scratchers are very fucking complicated and got weird ass rules now. It's not just scratch off and see if you won. It's like you got to play some fucking game. Bro, what happened to your opinion on Nope? You, you uh, didn't talk all about the fucking, you didn't did a Yelp review on the theater. You didn't told us uh, this whole story about the gas station and the scratcher. Nigga, what, um, is up, what did you think of so, Nope? It's, That's it's how we too, do here in this Union Homeboy podcast, actually. It's too, it's, it's too fucking slow. <laughs> the the movie is slow. I thought it was so. So, all so over was the, the place. explanation. I love Get Out. I liked Us. This was not. Nope was a nope to me, man. There was too many dots, no connecting. I saw it with my parents last Sunday, and we were just like, by the end of it, we we're just like, what is going on? So what's it about? Or at least what this is, is the Jordan Peele about? movie, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So okay. Spoiler, folks. If you don't want to know, earmuff get it. The, it. Time to end the show. Um, <laughs> basically, like push so your motherfucking button. Roughly, <laughs> right. there is a flying rectum eating horses, 
okay. What? <laughs> He's not lying. <laughs> Wait, hold on. A flying rectum was in a flying let, let, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me walk the dog. <laughs> okay. So somewhere right. in, in the valley area between here and San Diego. Yeah, it's like Moore Park. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a horse, uh, a family that raises horses for movies. Yeah. And this fucking flying asshole <laughs> basically shat out a bunch of shit that um, it ingested and killed the lead character's father. Okay. He okay. tries to keep the business going and he's failing and he's selling his horses to somebody else. Right. That somebody else is feeding said horses to the flying rectum. Okay. But then he gets attacked by the flying rectum, then figures out something to kind of catch it on film, and it hurts it, and it gets a little pissed off and starts attacking them. To now, somebody. by attacking, you mean shitting on everything, right? No, it kind of sucks you in like a tornado. Uh, and then it shits like the things it don't want like say it eats a bunch of humans and you got change in your pockets and metal and it shits that back out Look, i just want to be clear i just want to be clear we're talking about, this isn't a euphemism right you're no, talking about an act no if you see the movie it's a flying rectum <laughs> I'm gonna so my wife. Didn't, that wasn't my takeaway from it but. It, it's a flying rectum um impersonating a ufo it's a big booty hole in the sky hold on i'm gonna come to what i'm gonna go to my wife i watched an interview with jordan peele he said this is his attempt at a flying saucer movie so it it's i couldn't really tell if this was about you know animals being under human control and what if they revolted against humans because of the whole like monkey scene with um the Asian guy when he was younger, I couldn't tell, you know, if it was about, you know, how the horse on set in the beginning kicked, kicked the person. Yeah. Um, I was just really confused about all these dots that they were trying to point. And then how did uh, our friend who worked at Fry's Electronics in Burbank get so looped into the plot? And he was the one that was going to help him set up the things to capture it. And then what about this whole message of like, oh, if it's not caught on film, it doesn't matter. And how you know it brought it back to the grandfather on the horse and mm. da, 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 da. it just seemed like you know it was just this messy room of ideas and then by the end i was left way more confused than than what i came in at i i, I well, know the, i know the real plot of this story but go ahead hey joe um i was never confused i mean they did just sprinkle a lot of stuff that didn't really go anywhere i think that's the bigger thing, like you, you put out these dots, but you don't lead it to anywhere significant. Um, but at the end, this is what I pulled off. Knowing that area and going to San Diego, I know people skydive down there and they fly hot air balloons. And so when a thing metamorphosizes, um, it starts to look like a parachute or a hot air balloon. And then it basically gets murdered, uh, killed through like basically a hot air balloon, technically. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, did somebody just see like a wafting trash bag and then conjure up the story? You know, because like once it, like I didn't understand the metamorphosizing. Yeah. You know? And then like, where did this flying rectum trash bag parachute hot Actually air balloon came from? come from? Yeah. Well, well, that was the other question. It was like, is this a, 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 a alien or yeah. is this an earthly creature? 
because right finding in earthly ways which is how they defeated you know because they started looking at like this is a, a top level predator are doing things that we would do if predators were in our you know like the predators that we know so it was this whole and i think that's where the monkey the monkey thing kind of came into play yeah and also yeah. like how did how do you wrangle because the they started they start the movie out breaking a horse or, or whatever or and it's a story about how um they were supposed to the girl was supposed to break a horse but never got a chance to because of whatever um so i think there is a story about understanding animals to some degree and how far you can push them or use them for your own means i guess because <laughs> they because they want to use the alien um or to fry and wreck them for their own purposes too they want to get it on film to make money off of it so they're I doing think, the tricks to try I to think, do that i think i think you're looking way too deep into this and well it's a rectum what else are you gonna do well i, I, <laughs> I think i think that the the real the real plot of of this this movie is uh jordan peele needed a movie to be able to get out of his contract and this is it do you think this is his last contract is, with Blumhouse? This, this, this is his Matrix Four. You know what? I, I kind of yeah. want to see it now, just so I can see the flying rectum. I would be like, "Hey, babe, <laughs> I mean, I'd be like, hey, hey, babe, hey, babe, do you want to go see a flying, a flying asshole taking shit and fucking shit up everywhere? Cool. All right, let's go." Like for me, it started slow, and literally, I was, I went after my ten-hour shift at work. Um, mm. and not really having sleep the night before. <laughs> so uh, I don't want to see sleeping. a movie under those conditions. Well, I, I went and I was like, bad, <laughs> I'm going to be in luxury seats with alcohol and I'm going to go to sleep. And a couple of times I had to fight off, like, clonking out. Well, if you're but, paying for a nap, man, you, you, you can my, stay home in front of uh, Netflix for that. My, my lady wanted to get out of the house, so uh, it was going to cost right me on. to do something anyway. Happy and lady, she, you ain't crazy. Yeah, she paid for the tickets, I paid for the food. Um... But uh, she she enjoyed it, you know what I'm saying. And, and once it picked up, like halfway through, when it the pacing things start to happen, I actually enjoyed that part of the film. Yeah. Like once everything started going. How long was the movie? Over two hours. I do believe. I that. liked the brother and sister dynamic between Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Um, I I think it was very well written, well, and Kiki uh, was very much herself. The that dynamic is. The same as me and my brother, my brother being Kiki Palmer. Um, <laughs> the, the, the talk too much fuck up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that you're always in the means of constantly saving or trying to get them not to fuck your shit up. So I I enjoyed it from that on level because I was like, she sounds like my brother and she kind of looks like him in the sense that they could be related. You know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, there was things about the movie that I totally enjoyed. Um, but like you say, it does go off in areas that you don't think it really needs to go, you know. Yeah, and it's I, over two hours, and this sh this should have been an hour thirty minute movie. Period. I agree. Yeah. I think Jordan Peele just did what the Wachowskis did and did a movie that he's obligated to do by contract, and fuck, just made just literally made some bullshit. Just silly shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's two hours and ten minutes. Yeah. You know, the most ridiculous I, shit he could, so that he could just uh, finish out his contract. Okay. I don't even I don't even know. I mean it's it just kind of feels like you know the third time's a charm and that could work negatively too between get out us and then nope. Yeah. All, all the <laughs> it's all, super ironic that the third one is called nope. Yeah. 
all all the reviews I've listened to have come in two ways. Either they think it's some artsy, awesome shit, or they're kind of like, what the fuck is this? You know, kind of like where we're at. You know, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's kind of meh, meh, but, or at least mid. And then people would think it's like the best shit ever. Yeah. Kind of like you love it or hate it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's going to make some money, I, I'm assuming. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Right on. There's right. the review for Nope. And, and it's a note. That's, and that Mitchell. is time. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much for having me on here. You know, got to know you guys some more and cracking up. You know, I'm a fan of what you do. I love the whole style. So, hey, thank you for, you know, taking interest in me. Yeah, no, no thank, thank you for, for coming thank along. You for coming it was on. great. Exactly. Yeah, it was a it was a great fun times. Yeah, definitely. If your pod's on, on YouTube, I'll definitely be listening while I'm at work. Absolutely, man. And um, you guys are welcome on Palmcast anytime. Uh, you know, as I get my feet more and more wet in this journey of podcasting, you know, I'm trying to think of ways, you know, I can, I love supporting other platforms. So ways we can stay down and do some more episodes in the future. Well, we're definitely already oh, yeah. subscribed. So there you go. You got another subscriber. Hello. That's right. Yep. All I'm, right. I'm going to be listening to oh. that. Uh, um, to, to your for, episodes uh, in between skits. For the show oh, notes, definitely. For the show notes, can you drop all your linkages here in the chat? For sure. Okay. Um, my website is prettyawesomelitmusic.com. You can go watch Thickness Protection Program at youtube.com slash palm official. Working to get it on all platforms. Uh, my Instagram is underscore pa.lm palm. Um, Twitter is Dylan is Palm, and then the Thickness Protection Program Instagram is Thickness T H I C C N E S S underscore Protection underscore Program, uh, and another underscore after that, which I could send to you, uh, Bino, just yep. uh, throw it up on screen. Yep, absolutely. Right, right on. That will go in the uh, show. Yeah. That, that's gonna go in the that, show. Yeah, notes, there's, so there's a little chat visit. box right there. You could just oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Copy and paste. Homeboy right doesn't on. like working because he's a lazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got anything else? Uh, no, that's it. That's all for the show. Uh, like, like Dylan said, uh, go to the YouTube's Chino and Homeboy YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe. Uh, watch the videos. Like them. Help us out. Hook the homies up. Uh, we got a new merch store up at uh, chinonhomeboy.square.site. Uh, go buy some uh, t-shirts and hook us up with some uh, weed money. Uh, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we have a TikTok, uh, chinonhomeboy on TikTok. And uh, buy yourself a freeze pipe. Chino? Use code Chino oh, right. uh, at checkout for a 10% discount. That is correct. That is, is thefreezepipe.com. And right. Hate Jones is going to get some Hate Jones social media just for the crowd. <laughs> I like it. I I'll, notify, right. I'll notify you guys later, but it won't be on a platform that you know. That's right. It's He's going to be on Truth Social. <laughs> Taking it back to the old school MySpace. <laughs> is, MySpace Top is, eight. My, is MySpace still on? Now I'm thinking the internet's abandoned on, theme park. What do you call it? Um, damn, what the fuck is this shit called? Um, 
fan fan base. Oh, okay. There you go. If uh, we're, we're gonna go look into that, because then that means that Chino and Homeboy have to be on fan base too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It, I'll tell you more Ooh. about it after after we cut out of here. All right. Uh, anything Word. else? Uh, I think I'm good. No. All right. Chino, hit, hit us with your catchphrase. I go after you, fool. Oh. <laughs> Do I? It's not like you haven't done this podcast for two years. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Of course I'm going to fuck it up, right? All right. Until next time, homies. Peace. And konnichiwa, bitches. Shout out Chino and homeboy, baby. Peace, love, palm. Push that motherfucking button. Uh, oh, there it is. Hey, fellow pirates, come and listen what I say. The captain is a tyrant and I no longer obey. I'm sick of taking orders from the madman in command. So let's drop him on an island and leave him in the sand, cause it's a mutiny.